0: This week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, helping podcasters get their shows off the ground, up and running, and sounding great. Professional podcast production at extremely affordable rates. Do yourself a favor if you're thinking about doing a podcast, but you don't really have a whole lot of time to manage the editing, the posting of the show, and making it sound as good as possible. uh, Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com because they'll help you do it. At a great rate, and it doesn't matter what your show's about. It could be a sports show, a food show, business. It could be a show about extremely rare birds. Doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com and they'll help you get your show off the ground, up and running, and sounding great today. Whatever your passion is, Pretty Easy Podcast is ready to help you enjoy it even more. Everybody has a podcast these days, right? Get in on the fun and go to pretty easy Podcast com today or just email them to get started at pretty easy podcasts at gmail.com pretty easy podcast making podcasting uh well pretty easy this is the future this is not the past the new xFL will kick off in 2020 <laughs> XFL is cooking! It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of March 10th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. This week, we have our fourth XFL head coach officially announced. We got a lot of reaction to the salary tiers coming out. We've got a great interview lined up, so let's get to it. It's episode 59. And here we are in a a week where Mark Tressman gets announced as the XFL Tampa Bay head coach guys and... One of the more awkward videos of, you know, all the coaches are doing videos saying, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm coaching this team and can't wait for the XFL. Mark Trestman kind of looked Ricky Bobby, not not knowing what to do with his hands in his video. Except it wasn't his hands, it was uh, just <laughs> what he said. But it was, it was nice. A solid hire. Uh, obviously, last week we did the show before it was leaked that he would be announced guys and then uh you know i threw in a little bonus extra you know makeup that i added to the podcast but i only talked about mark Tressman myself i thought it was a good hire we didn't get your thoughts so after last week you didn't get to talk about it jake here you do today but you're gonna have to hold your horses because we're gonna do it during this week's hot last week the thing that set everything off was the tears and i know you were shedding some tears jake about all the salary structures and the tears we were talking about but Man, everybody was hot on that online this week when we posted a little infographic and when all that news came out. How about now that you saw the reaction we got from that?
1: Oh Well, you know what? I, I'm going to tease something that I have coming out um, for our for our patrons. Um, I, I believe it's going to drop on Monday. Uh, Bryant, I'm going to have to get with you off air because I just got to proofread it one more time. But uh, all my thoughts on the tiers will, will be uh, in this article. You know, I'll just give you a sneak peek that... There is only one of these, you know, this is, this is your number one draft pick. This is the golden goose for your team. So you better get it right. And, uh, you know, common knowledge says go with a quarterback. You know, I, in this article, I, I lay out a few reasons perhaps uh, made that you may want to go to another position for this.
0: Oh man, I can't wait to read that Jake and then react to it. Because I have a feeling you're going to put a lot of emphasis on that tier one, and I, I'm excited for that. I think those will well, be important players, there,
1: but there has to be an immense emphasis on it. There's only well, one tier one.
0: I just want to bring up something Brian always does. I'm going to steal this straight from you, Brian. Half the players in the Super Bowl <laughs> were undrafted. <laughs> <laughs> so Plus, it's gamble in the league. It is a gamble. <laughs> oh. I watch, well, I watch that but you get the gist Jake. It doesn't ha- you don't have to have a great tier 1 I think. I can't wait till we start calling it T1 2. That's going to be really awesome. Oh, the uh, T2s? Oh, that's no, great. Oh, the <laughs> T2s are what's more Everybody knows T2s are always better. Yeah, T3s are under they're underrated. There were there's a few good T3
1: moments out there though. <laughs> there
0: are. Well, the, we we appreciate all the reactions to the to the uh, infographic we posted to the conversation from last week's show. We feel like not a lot of people are discussing uh, what is basically the I think the the skeleton of the league this is how these teams will be well at least the teams how they'll be structured and and what they'll be propped up on is this this salary tier brian so we had to go you know deep into the details with it and then we posted the infographic social media blew up
2: yeah, it's it's an informative graphic, and not to toot our own horn, you know, but it's it's going to help people understand why the rosters are being put together the way they are. You know, they're not going the AAF route, which is local, uh, you know, colleges and and making sure everybody's kind of familiar with where they are. This is a national, um, you know, league, and so the the competition is going to be immense. They're going to make these coaches and general managers make decisions. They're not going to make them for them, and and the league is, is prepping the 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 fans and the teams for what's about to happen
0: yeah, and, and if you haven't seen the infographic, it, it basically visualizes last week's discussion on this t- tier structure. Uh, feel free to check that out on our Twitter our Facebook, Instagram, or the Patreon. It's everywhere, and you, it's basically all of the information Oliver Luck has given out in radio interviews, anything that's been officially reported. Uh, we've gathered it all into one uh, kind of easy-to-visualize uh, infographic, so you know what players go where, how many tier one T2 T3 players each team will have and how much they'll make and a lot of the reaction got to the T4s was what caught my eye because people said 50 grand man just to play T4s the the, the good thing is there aren't more T4s than any other tier so we'll we'll get deeper into the structure uh, pretty soon but we got a lot on our plate today so we'll table it but we appreciate all of the reaction and feedback uh, on that conversation last week now Let's get into what we have this week. So we have Mark Tressman announced. We have a, a just a classic interview with, I call him a radio legend, Dave Softy Mahler out of Seattle. Uh, you, If you're not from Seattle, you might have heard him guest host the Jim Rome Show. He does that often, and he is, uh, Brian will attest to this, a very opinionated individual. And he talked about XFL Seattle and Jim Zorn. And We're going to play that at the end of the show, but... Uh, Brian, you're still buzzing from talking to him. That was earlier in the week, and you were you almost couldn't get through the interview laughing so hard.
2: Uh, yeah, the entertainment value. Thank God for a mute button because man, I uh, it, it was a great interview. Uh, Dave was was more than entertaining, uh, and it caught me by surprise to be one hundred percent honest. But I loved it. His honesty, his his. His uh you know his fierce words were were something that definitely you want to listen to, so stay tuned to the end of the show. He's
0: honest. He's honest. He doesn't hold back, but he's also enthusiastic about XFL Seattle. So we talked to him about everything going on with the XFL going there to the Emerald City. That'll be coming up at the end of the show. We will get to the trestman talk as well. What's up, football fans? This week I just want to give you another reminder that not only do we talk a whole lot of football on this is the XFL show on our Patreon, but yes. We are some pro wrestling fans as well. And if you want to check out our pro wrestling podcast, that is called Brainbuster Radio. It is available on any podcast gimmick out there and at BrainBusterRadio.com. The show has been going on for seven strong years. And this week, we are going into another WrestleMania month. With fast lane previews, a whole lot of talk and speculation about WrestleMania 35, and a whole lot of fun. It's unlike any wrestling podcast you hear. You may hear so-called insiders. You may hear greats of the ring that you love to hear, and of course those shows are great. But this show, Brainbuster Buster Radio, is like going to a wrestling event when you listen to us. I'm telling you, you're going to have fun. If you have fun on This is the XFL Show and you're a wrestling fan, check us out. Brainbuster Radio each and every single week talking prograps. But we'll start things off with the cover two. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. First thing I want to get into is Oliver Luck doing tampa bay radio after the mark tressman press conference was on wdae the sports station there in tampa and on the on wdae oliver luck kind of once again you know he kind of casually says things and People don't really notice that it's kind of, you know, newsmaking and, and, and attention, gra- uh, not grabbing, attention getting. I got my attention when Oliver Luck said that headset communications, he was, you know, postulating on the air. Why couldn't not just the quarterback listen to the coach from the sideline? Why not every player on the offense have access to the coach through a headset? So Oliver Luck said that at the spring league at the end of this month, that probably will be tested. All offensive players with headset communications to the coaching staff on the sideline. Imagine how fast the game could go, Jake, if this actually works.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about less stall, more ball. You would never have to huddle up, really. You know, I mean, unless you were trying infinite, to burn the clock.
0: Yeah, infinite no huddles. Never <laughs> yeah, always yeah. a muddle. You I mean, you all you do is just go back to your position. Just, you know, you walk walk to the line of scrimmage. Get the get the play from the coach in your headset, and everybody lines up. I can't wait to see this.
2: It's an it's an ingenious proposal from Oliver Luck, and if you really think about, it, I, don't know, I know Jake, you're not really catching too many of these, but if our listeners are, the AF games, there are constant delay games, there are constant timeouts in the middle of your games that are that are because they have a, a shorter play clock, right? And that's only thirty five seconds. We're talking about a twenty five to thirty second play clock, play clock for the XFL. Uh, this solves that you know, issue of delay games. You have the players listening to the plays, uh, and the quarterback doesn't have to huddle them up. They're on the ball every single second. Now that ball spotter becomes very
0: important in this instance, because you don't have to huddle up. That that's going to be fascinating. The spring league, I think is shaping up to be probably the most interesting for a football geek and someone who really is into the rule changes like me, the most interesting, uh, stop on the road to 2020 coming up at the end of March into early April, uh, Uh, A ton of interesting things like that are going to be tested. The XFL getting together with the spring league. And I really think that that could work. I really do. We'll see how the technology works. But do you think that it's going to be confusing for players, Jake? Or do you think it's mostly an issue with how the technology works? How the headsets in each player, you know, can you rely on it to effectively get to all 11 guys? I mean, if one guy's headset goes out, you're kind of screwed.
1: Uh, honestly, I don't think this will ever make it through the regular season. I, I think a lot of this is just you know throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what what's gonna stick. What? I, I don't know how uh, much it costs. That's,
0: you call it in. that. I call it experimentation. It's science, football science, Jake.
1: Hypothesis. Yeah, it's,
2: I just don't think it's it's realistic. Why? Why don't you think? Is it because you're living in the NFL world? Is that why? Why isn't this not realistic? The 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 colleges do it with pictures of of you know Brad Paisley and and, and colored blocks on the side of the on <laughs> well, sidelines yeah, well, and it works fine. Board. Why uh, can't I, headsets work? I'll tell
1: you this: uh, a couple poster boards from your local local Kmart are a lot cheaper than you know putting uh, putting microphones in, inside everybody's helmets. well First of all, it's our speakers. speakers microphone.
0: Wait, wait. They still have Kmart. <laughs>
1: Slot there say- is of at the contrary.
0: Kmart? Did you really say K- Oh man. <laughs> oh well, let us know what you think, uh gentle listeners and, and our, our patrons especially. Uh let us know what you think about this this interesting uh rule proposal with the headsets available to all players on an offense do you think it'll work do you think it's a good idea are you with Jake on this is this just throwing stuff at the wall that's what the spring league's all about too Jake it's you know testing out things that might be a little nutty I, I love it man I can't wait I hope we get you know if I can't make it down there I'm trying my damnedest to be honest with you Brian I want to go to Austin to the spring league but If I don't make it down there, please let's hope we get some good footage and uh, Doug Whaley maybe explaining what's going on down there because that'll be really good. Uh, Our second part of the cover to this week is uh, just an interesting, especially for anyone who's a wrestling fan as well, an interesting look at the XFL's relationship with the WWE. Obviously, the new iteration of the XFL is separate and it is being run by football people this time, funded by Vince McMahon again, though. And the WWE is financially linked to the XFL. Maybe not, you know, creatively like it was in 2001, but it is financially linked. And the SEC filing by the WWE uh, came out, and it uh, kind of shows some of the details. WWE, and this is directly from the filing. WWE sold certain intellectual property rights relating to the XFL to Alpha. That'd be Alpha Entertainment, the umbrella under which the XFL resides, for a payment in the amount of $1 million. So Vince McMahon started Alpha, paid WWE a $1 million to get the XFL naming rights. WWE entered into a support services agreement under WWE, provides Alpha certain administrative support services on a cost-plus margin basis. WWE people do lend a hand to the XFL as they're getting ready to launch right now under you know, a stricter agreement than it was all loosey-goosey back in the day. During the year ended December 31, 2018, Alpha was billed approximately $1,305,000 for services under the Administrative Support Services Agreement, of which $474,000 was due at year-end and subsequently paid. So they're just letting everyone know that the WWE was paid by the XFL for the WWE aid That the XFL was getting so this they are separate, but there's a financial agreement this time around just to clarify that Jake.
1: Yeah, and Brian, you know, you're more of a businessman than I am. You know, you're going to have to chat me up about this to me. It sounds like Vince McMahon is just taking some of his money from one pocket and moving it to another to another pocket. It's all his money. You know, he's going to reap all the profits. So remember, uh, though, the WWE is a public company, Jake. Yes, they are. Yeah, publicly publicly traded, they are.
2: Yeah. So, so what I'm gathering from this, and I'm, and I, maybe I'm a little bit of a business guy, but I really don't know too much. But what I'm understanding is that the WWE is is really just supporting. I mean, it's providing services, whether that be accountants or you know R and D departments, things like that. Even Vince McMahon's time itself. Um, and then billing the XFL for that time use. It doesn't seem like the XFL is being funded by the WWE. It's, not, it's actually paying the WWE for whatever it uses, all those types of things that the WWE has structure and built
0: on and then basically contracting out to the XFL. And that, again, you know, while they're, using and there is a relationship they're using services it is still they are separate entities it is not like 2001 so anyone who sees that and says you know the wwe's involved they are but they are you know their money is going back in in, is being exchanged it is a actual transaction this time around Uh, and it's not just you know vince mcmahon screaming at his wwe writers to go hey i need help over on the xfl get over there (laughs) it's not that way anymore (laughs) uh and I, I I just wanted to, that's a good thing, just, you know, nothing really to go deeper into, just to clarify and uh, for anyone interested in that part of it, especially if you're a WWE fan and you feel like, oh man, Vince McMahon is going to be dwindling WWE resources and the show's going to stink or something because the XFL, yeah. I, that's not the case at all. If the, You know, you might think the show stinks, but it's not going to be because the XFL, I for one, I never think the show stinks. It's impossible, Jake. It's pro, <laughs> it's pro wrestling.
2: Never,
0: <laughs> Alan. If I could bring one thing up real quick, and
2: I know it was came out—it's it, real fast. It has to do with money. Did you guys see the net worth of Vince McMahon from 2018
0: to 2019? No, I did not. Uh, oh my god! More, okay. How many more? His, his, did he his have. net
2: worth. His net worth in 2018 was 1.7 billion. In 2019, 3.2 billion dollars.
0: It, it Almost double. Happy New Year, pal. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: so I think funding won't be a problem at least for the first season for the XFL. We'll see. All
0: right. Bonus cover too, real quick, uh, for, uh, the football operations side of things, a hire was made this week as well. Justin King is now the manager for football operations. We'll be working directly under Doug Whaley. Justin King is a former recruiting coordinator, assistant recruiting coordinator for Penn state, a Pittsburgh native, just like, uh, head of football ops, Doug Whaley. And, uh, another person added to that staff that'll be working with uh, Sam Schwartzstein and Doug Whaley probably will be down in the spring league. And of course that is a hire made as the XFL plans on pursuing talent. So we'll see how it works out. Uh, Justin King coming from Penn state. Uh, Not, not the biggest fan of that move, Jake, but another Pittsburgh guy for Doug Whaley to, to have helping him out. Uh, You can't, I think football operations are, are, really something that the XFL needs to show love to in terms of hires and, and resources. And, and In that regard, it's a good hire.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is basically going to be the Johnny Ace position, right? You know? <laughs> if you're a wrestling he's fan,
0: yeah. Jake.
2: All right.
1: <laughs> got a lot of good men out of here today. Oh, I got so many roster spots.
0: <laughs> so if you're not a wrestling fan, what Jake is basically that, yeah, that, saying that there is, that is he's... He is, you know, the right-hand man to the general of the recruiting side of the XFL, who is Doug Whaley. So he'll be out there, you know, trying to round up players and get them excited to play in the XFL. Uh, Justin King, the new manager for football operations in the XFL.
2: What's up everyone, this is Bryant, and by now you know that This is the XFL Show is on Patreon. But what you might not know is what I'm really here to tell you, and that is now there's bonus free content. Yes, F-R-E-E, free content on our Patreon. Go over and check it out now, patreon.com forward slash thisisthexflshow. We provide you weekly articles, predictions from the other league, as well as our infamous This is Not the XFL Show. Also, go vote now for what you want to hear us talk about on our special Patreon-only bonus episode for the month of March. Want more football? Well, this is the XFL show has it for you over at patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL.
0: With that done, that's your cover two plus one. We'll take it to the main topic of the week, which is the hiring and official press conference of Mark Tressman as the XFL Tampa Bay head coach.
2: Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Ric Flair! Ric Flair! Pepper, flip, caliber. Motown, happy, jolly, drop, Buster, mother, tiger! I uh, he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think.
3: I foresee through two or three things. Number one, we're gonna see players who have a desire to play in the NFL. And right here, they're gonna have the opportunity to show you that they deserve to be there. There'll be others who have played in the NFL and would like to have another shot at it, and they will get it, some will get it. And then finally, you're gonna have some players who know their NFL careers are over, but still love the game. And the common denominator between all three groups, in my opinion, is that they're gonna have a tremendous love for the game. Their talent will still be at the level that allows them to play entertaining and exciting football, and they'll have great work ethic. I truly foresee that. All
0: right, guys, Mark Tressman there talking at his press conference, introduces the XFL Tampa head coach. I last week was able to, you know, add a little bit to the show in a little solo segment about the announce or the leaking of Mark Tressman. Uh, after we recorded, and I gave my thoughts on him. So I'm going to lay out in that regard. I think it's a good hire. I want to know if you guys think Mark Trussman is a good, solid hire for the XFL in Tampa. And also, going on to that quote, invoking the NFL a whole lot there, talking about the XFL is going to be a place where people could put their skills on showcase for the for the NFL. That's not really the message that Oliver Luck is explicitly stating saying that's going to complement the NFL he says that but as a breeding ground or somewhere where people could go make their name to get to the NFL what do you think of those comments do, do they contrast the mission of the league at all that's the the beauty of these these press conferences these coaches go out there and you know Oliver Luck has his his talking points down pat these guys are new to it do they maybe say things out of line was that something in maybe that case, was that was that something out of line?
1: I, I don't necessarily think it was out of line. Honestly, I, I think it's what a lot of people are probably thinking, without saying it. We, we know they're not in direct competition with, or they're not in direct competition with the NFL. They're not trying to get in bed with the NFL uh, like the AAF is. And you know, in in very polite terms, you know, he said some people are never going to be welcome in that league again so if you still want to play come on over to us
2: you know Tressman comes from a a background of the cfl and then two seasons with you know the chicago bears So i think the hire is is pretty solid you, you want these coaches probably the one coach with the most uh, professional head coaching experience that was jim zorn and now it is mark Tressman. and as far as the the comments made Jake kind of hit the nail on the head there. It's it's kind of been said without being said. You know, the, the XFL is not going to be a feeding ground, but players are definitely going to want to play in the NFL, at least for the first few seasons. The XFL is going to do whatever they can to help entice those men not to go, but... Um, maybe it shouldn't have been said, but at the same time I don't think it's something that anybody's trying to really hide. They're just yeah, trying I mean, to
1: say it. Are there any players that are going to the XFL that are, their number one goal is they're trying to make this league the number one league in the world to overtake the NFL? Well,
2: yeah. I, zero. Nobody's... Well, I don't think yeah, right. No, well, right. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. I think there might be, not to overtake the world, but I think there's definitely going to be some players that are going to sign so, up to make this league uh, sustainable. Oh, not yeah. Not just to well, yeah, NFL, right? I mean but
1: but nobody that's been scorned by the NFL that's you know that that thinks they're going to really take them down in a no, number no, of no, years.
2: No. No. But I think they there's definitely going to be players and coaches who are 100% committed to make this league a success every spring and they won't play in the fall they'll just play in the spring.
0: Yeah and I and that's really how I I looked at this Mark Tressman is saying things a little bit more bluntly a little bit more how I think anybody who just as an outside observer that isn't Oliver Luck or you know us who are covering it left and uh, you know all day and night uh he just went out there and basically like Jake said said what people think about it and the XFL is a place where these you know those three groups of players are going to be able to go and play continue to play make money and maybe earn themselves another shot at the NFL and if not you're playing football and you're getting paid for it. And we've seen by the salary structure, you have an opportunity to make more money and kind of market yourself a little bit better than you would with the AAF, which is trying to get in bed with the NFL and is going to be extremely structured. And who knows how, how that's going to work out for players as we've talked about on the uh, on the Patreon show, uh, w- You know, w- with how the AAF's attempts to get in, in bed with the NFL might hurt players. So I, I think Tressman well, what he said was definitely not how Oliver Luck would write it up. Uh, you know, that is uh, kind of uh, well put, I think, the three groups of players. And if you're a player and you hear that, that's, what it, that's who he's speaking to. And if you're a player, Jake, and you hear him say that, you're saying, all right, I'm down for this league because I do want to get back to the NFL. Or I do want to just continue to play even though my career is over there.
1: Sure, and as a coach slash a GM, that's you know you're starting your recruiting. You, you want to start goodwill with the players for the young men that that you're going to be teaching this game. So yeah, uh, I'm sure if it was on a teleprompter, it would not have read like this. But uh, I I don't I don't think there's any damage done at all. I, I you know I don't think oh, that's no. really an issue.
0: No, all f- <laughs> I think I think all four coaches have said things that are just. A little bit more blunt, or just a little bit outside of the, you know, the exact corporate language that the XFL would probably prefer, prefer them to say. But their head coaches—that's—they—they they speak a little bit differently than anybody working in the executive offices of any league.
2: You don't—you don't think the league wanted Jim Zorn to mention how many season tickets they've sold so far this, <laughs> for, for the Seattle team? Yeah,
0: that was a, that was a little bit more problematic.
2: What's gonna be great, and you know, if they do like a hard knock special or something, you know, definitely these coaches are gonna be like, you know what, that's not gonna work in the NFL. Do you want to make it there? They're gonna use this as motivators. They're gonna use the NFL as something uh, that the XFL XFL needs the NFL. Don't get me wrong; they're not gonna just you know completely abandon the NFL. Uh, these players need goals, and if the NFL is their goal, then the XFL they did damn well and need be playing their best. So it's fine. It, it, it's maybe not shouldn't have been said, but. Like Jake said, it's been said
0: without being said. All right, and before we move on from Tressman and get to our interview, I know it's a poll question for a future Patreon bonus show, but with the four coaches announced so far, I don't want—I don't want them ranked from either of you. But when, let me just ask you about Tressman: Is it possible Mark Tressman is on the top of your rankings list so far with the four names? As for
1: success as a coach No,
0: mean? It, it, just in terms of how you, expe- you expect him to perform And his team to do in the XFL Knowing his style, knowing his background yep. His experience, because like Brian said You're talking about the coach probably with the most Professional Head coaching experience so and, far And B-League professional
2: yes. coaching Experience, right? I mean, the man won three great cups Right, Alan? I think it was yep.
0: Yep. And was recently Good. fired by Toronto But I don't think it was his fault The Argos had a ton of injuries uh, you know, I had a, I saw a poll this week
2: up that was saying of the four coaches, who's going to have the most successful season? I think Trustman's up there. If you really think about it, just in terms of his experience and how to deal with players who are not the best uh, in their profession, but are pretty are still pretty good.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's really a crapshoot right now. Um, you're, you're talking about the Grey Cups. That, that's all well and good, but it's it's not a national championship. So I, you know, with, with I, I think you know where I'm going with
0: that. <laughs> well, give it four more head coaches, and then if that wins the poll question on for Patreon, that'll be a bonus show. If not, that might just be something we have to talk about because it'll be fun to rank the eight coaches once they're announced. Who's up next for the uh, head coaching tour? Uh, we haven't gotten the announcement just yet, but rumor and innuendo, at least on the internets, is that it might be Houston, which would be fun, and I think we might have a shot at a Jeff Fisher signing. Personally, that is with no inside information whatsoever. Just a wild-ass guess. We'll see what happens. <laughs> that is that is, that is part a wild guess. I'll give it you is, that. It is. Uh, I just have I have a gut feeling, and sometimes you just got to go with your gut. Uh, and, and, you know... I'll tell you, someone who speaks from their gut, as a a terrible segue, is our guest today, who's going to be, I guess we'll say, the second part of this week's Hot Read. Early in the week, we released it on Patreon, so if you really want to hear our interviews, especially the ones we do early early in in a week that ends up on the podcast, we post it right away, but now we're going to put it on the show because it's great, and it's a breakdown of everything XFL Seattle and Jim Zorn. We had... Local radio legend in Seattle. Dave Softie Mahler on Brian and I spoke with him. Uh, very honest, upfront, hilarious and insightful conversation about everything that's going into the city of Seattle and the XFL. So without further ado, let's take you there. right now, Dave Softy Mahler. Jim Zorn and Seattle it's kind of a match made in heaven very much expected for the XFL's team up there were you surprised by the hire at all
3: No I don't think anybody was surprised at all I mean there were rumors for you know weeks and weeks and weeks about Jim Zorn getting the job he was available we all know him from his days as the quarterback of the Seahawks way back in the day in the in the 1970s you know 40 plus years ago and he was here with Mike Holgren for a while obviously when Mike was the head coach of the Seahawks. He was a part of that coaching staff that went to the Super Bowl for the first time in 2005. So really just kind of felt like a natural fit. But if you're asking me, was I surprised? I'd be less surprised if a glacier floated up to my front door. OK, I mean, it was uh, it was the worst kept secret in America that Jim Zor was going to be the coach of the XFL team. So, no, not surprised at all.
2: Well, you mentioned the history of Zorn, you know, and it goes way back to the 70s. He's in the Seahawks uh, Ring of Honor. Um, but did he lose any of that luster uh, when he had that coaching student in Washington? Or is he still an icon kind of in Seattle?
3: No, I mean, look, I mean, you you got to remember that Jim Zorn was the quarterback of this football team in the late 70s, early 80s. So first of all, half the people that watched Jim Zorn play are dead for crying out loud. And the other half have no idea who the hell he is because they're all 12, 13 years old. No, I'm kidding. Uh, if you're in your 40s like me, you're in your 50s, you know, then you definitely remember Jim Zorn, uh, you know, playing quarterback for the Seahawks, you know, under Jack Patera, packing the kingdom with 70,000 people for a bad football team. And Jim Zorn was the first guy that really emerged on the map as kind of a hero for, you know, you know kids around these parts as the first quarterback of the Hawks. So, I think he's always going to have that legacy in Seattle. You know, look, Mike Holmgren went to the Cleveland Browns as the president and had a rough time, but that doesn't take away from his legacy here as the first coach ever of the first Super Bowl team in our town. So I think Jim Zorn still has his legion of fans, but no. Whatever happened to Washington stays in Washington. Nobody here cares about the Redskins or what happened out there. That's a non-factor whatsoever.
0: Do you think Zorn's maybe better suited to be a head coach now than he was, you know, ten years ago when he had that stint in Washington that kind of blew up? And you know, a lot of people say he lost yeah. the locker room. But nowadays, uh, the the NFL and football in general is kind of geared towards his strengths, which is, of course, coaching quarterbacks.
3: Well, I would hope he's in a better spot because he's had a lot of lessons. I mean, he was with the Lions, he was with the Redskins, he was with the Seahawks, he was with Minnesota. He spent some time in the Canadian Football League, so if he's not a better fit now to be a head coach than he was 10 years ago, then I don't know what the hell he's been doing the last 10 years because he's had all kinds of different stops and had a chance to work for different owners and with different assistant coaches and with different types of quarterbacks. I mean, he's got all these great names, Trent Dilfer, Matt Hasselbeck, Mike Holmgren, Joe Haskell was an you know, offensive coordinator when Jim was the quarterback's coach here in Seattle. So he's really had a chance, guys, to rub elbows with – some pretty big names around the NFL. and he's done, he's done a good job of staying in football, whether it's in the FFL, the NFL, the CFL. It just kind of seems like Jim Zorn is the kind of guy that people want to be around. And obviously he's got great relationships with people. He's built up over the last 35, 40 years. But I think, yeah, he'll be a better coach now because of everything he's gone through. I, I really believe that.
2: You know, we're, we're talking a lot about Jim Zorn, but uh, really, in, in theory, it's the XFL coming to Seattle, What should be the big yeah. news at least. Uh, is the buzz there? Is there any buzz? Does it come and go with, with the different news? Right. How is the buzz out there right now?
3: You want me to tell you the truth or you want me to lie to you? Which you want truth. Truth. We want no, the honest truth. We want the honest truth. <laughs> you want the truth. You can, can you guys handle the truth? That's what I want to know. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes, as far as the buzz for the XFL, there's zero buzz for the XFL. There's no buzz for the XFL at all. I mean, we had Jim Zorn on our radio station a week ago when he took the job. Uh, I'm not sure if we've even brought up the XFL since that day. I mean, every now and then we'll talk a little bit about the AAF because it's football, but it's mostly to critique. Nobody's talking about the football that's happening in the AAF. Nobody's talking about the players or the game plans or, you know, the schemes. All of it is about critiquing the AAF and things that we think they can do differently. So when the XFL comes to town in a year from now, you know, call me back and ask me then how much budge there is. I I think it's a good idea because I think people here in this city love football. And I think that they love college football. They love high school football. They love the NFL. So it's a nice experiment to see if they'll love the XFL. But I think I'll say the same thing to you guys that I said about the alliance on my show that I think the better off, the more players you can get with connections to the NFL, meaning let's have some guys in the XFL that have futures contracts in the NFL. Uh, let's have NFL rosters with a talent pool or a pool of money, whether it's a million bucks or 10 million bucks, where they can add maybe five or seven guys over the offseason on top of their 90-man roster that are playing in the alliance or playing in the XFL. The more you can create a connection between the XFL. And the Seahawks or the XFL and the NFL, I think the better off you 're going to be, and the more you can take fans behind the scenes, the better off you 're going to be so there really is no buzz right now at all for the xFL, but i 'm hoping that that changes next year
0: yeah we're we 're ways off, but you know the announcement comes and then it goes so that that 's expected. But when you bring up the players there, Dave, the news came out that the the league they have a tiered salary structure and they're going to pursue players who get cut from NFL teams and try to lure them into the XFL with the contingency that they don't go and play in the NFL. We know that now, so what kind of players do you expect the XFL to attract
3: uh, knowing their strategy there? Well, let me just, uh, just say this, that if the AAF and the XFL are going after some of the same players, which I assume they will, we're talking about 1,000 players every year that get cut from NFL rosters and 1,000-plus players that come available at one time because, keep in mind, they've gone away from the 70-man cut down. They go straight from 90 and out of 53. So 37 players a team, over 1,000 players will come available at the end of August, the first part of September. So a lot of those guys can sign contracts right away. Uh, if a guy like a C.J. Proceis, for example, running back out of Notre Dame, who's been with us now for four years with the Seahawks, but is always hurt. The guy's missed half as many games as he's played, for crying out loud. That's a name that might be able to resurface with the XFL. Uh, Maybe there's a a guy like a Jake Heaps, who played quarterback at BYU, is now doing a radio show in Seattle. He was a third, fourth-string quarterback on the Seahawks for camp. He gets cut. A guy like that could end up on an XFL roster, but I think you'd be smart if you're the XFL – To try to find players that were with NFL teams in that same market and then put them on XFL rosters. And some of these cut downs are pretty hard, right? They're difficult decisions for coaches to make. So I think if you're Pete Carroll and John Schneider, you love the fact that the XFL is in town because, you know, a guy like CJ ProSize, who's got to prove himself all over again, prove he can stay healthy, he can do that on an XFL roster and not cost the Seahawks anything. And they get a free farm system out of the whole deal. So the better off. The more you can take guys that are discarded by the Seahawks, that made names for themselves on the Seahawks roster in training camp, and put them on the roster of the Seattle team, I think that's the way to go, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how the NFL reacts, right? I mean, well, maybe they even adjust their own you know, format, and they allow teams to have more players on a roster just so they don't take money right. to go to the XFL and just completely cut them off. We'll see how that goes. But uh, I have a real quick one. Uh, what about a, a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, because they're going to pursue rookies, like a guy like Brett Rippin. Do, do you think he's he's right. kind of like a, a mid- to late-round NFL prospect maybe? Do you think he'd be better suited for the XFL?
3: Um, he's, he's probably not going to be the type of guy you're looking for because I don't think an NFL – If an NFL team drafts him and he's on their roster for five months from September through January or four months till December, he's not going to get to play in the XFL until February. And if he's a legitimate backup option, I don't know if an NFL team would want that guy taking snaps in the XFL. Now, if he's a third-string guy and he's a camp arm, like a Jake Browning, for example, from Washington, Mm -hmm. who doesn't have the strongest arm and likely is going to go undrafted, a player like that could prove himself in the XFL or at least show something on tape in the XFL and then maybe be given an invite to camp. I mean I think if you're putting NFL players on XFL rosters, you're talking about the fifty fourth guy or the fifty fifth guy. You know, guys that would be after the inactive players every single week. I mean, if you're drafting Brett Ripon and he wins the job as your backup quarterback and you see him long term as your backup quarterback I'm not sure if I'm an NFL GM. I want him risking getting hurt in February. That's what that's what mini camps are for. I can I can I can work with him in mini camp. But if you do expand the roster and you have a 54, 55th, all the way to 60th guy on your roster, that's the kind of player I can see in the XFL. Guys that let's let's face it, players that NFL teams really in the end it sounds cruel, but don't give a damn if they get hurt.
2: I mean, yeah, you put it not lightly, but you're right. That's definitely the players that the XFL probably should should pursue. But let's talk a little bit about uh, Seattle as just a sports town, right? Luck seems to be super excited for the market. Uh, Does the XFL Seattle end up being the best atmosphere in the league? Does it have that potential?
3: I think it's got a shot for sure. I mean, let's face it, guys. You're talking about, first of all, do we know the months? What what's the schedule for the XFL? What month will they start play and when's the championship game going to be?
2: So they start Sunday after the Super Bowl in 2020 and they go, I think, through the end of April would be the championship game.
3: End of yeah, April. Okay, perfect. So so here's what you're dealing with in Seattle. College basketball, the Huskies are pretty good right now, but they still haven't gotten a foothold yet, I think, on the entire community. Mostly because you got a bunch of Cougar and Gonzaga lovers in town, too, that follow those <laughs> teams. So Everybody jumps on the Zags wagon, even though they're 300 damn miles away, which drives me freaking crazy. And the Mariners aren't very good. So I think if you're the XFL in February, March, and April, those three months, you got a chance to really grab a foothold in this town because there really isn't a lot going on uh, at that time. So I think if you're, if you're convenient for people, if you keep tickets affordable, if you put a good product on, if you're family-friendly, friendly, friendly all the old cliches that we like to hear about how you build a you know league—if they do all that stuff, I think they got a chance to jump in here because there's a window there for sure. Yeah,
0: there, there definitely is. The Sounders, you know, take advantage of that as well. They do pretty well in right. terms of co- compared to all the other right. teams in the MLS. Are the Sounders successful because it's soccer and that's really big in Seattle, or is it because it is just right. pro sports and it's a good quality
3: game? Does that translate to the XFL? I think there's yeah. I think there's more soccer fans here than you think. I mean, you go back to the 80s when the Sounders played in the old NASL, the old North American Soccer League, and they would put 50,000 people in the kingdom for a freaking soccer game. So there's a lot of yuppies around here that love soccer, uh, a lot of parents that have kids that play soccer. Uh, it's the same kind of person who's into the microbrew, loves going to the, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the bars in Fremont and you know, watching the EPL on a Sunday morning. So there's a lot of soccer fans here. Uh, that have been here for a long time, going back to the 80s. So I just think the bottom line is that this team, this town does support a winner, but they've loved soccer for a long time as well.
2: Well, I'll, I'll throw this question at you because I, I have a feeling you're going to have a lot of fun with it. Uh you got a team name that you're hoping for for the Seattle franchise?
3: Yes, I do. I'd like to call it the Kraken. You ever see the Clash of the Titans? Yes. I mean, like the first one from back in the 80s. Remember the Kraken, the old sea monster? See, the I have this idea for the Kraken for the hockey team, our new hockey team we're getting in 2021, but I don't think they're going to go with a Kraken. So I'd like the XFL team to take over the Kraken, and before every game you have a giant plastic squid that comes out of the tunnel at the clink and shoots ink on the opposing players.
0: <laughs> okay, that's the first suggestion I've heard for the Seattle team name I like better than Sasquatches. So I'm, I'm for Kraken. Uh, you know what? Listen...
3: I'm done with the whole Northwest connection thing. You know, I don't need that anymore. Let's go with the Kraken. It's a badass name. It It inspires intimidation and motivation. I want to see the Kraken, the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, if, if the NHL the, and then when they kick the crap out of their opponent, they can say they're cracking the hell out of them.
0: <laughs> I love
3: it. <laughs> if the NHL is going to drop the ball, it. if
0: the NHL is going to drop the ball, you're right. The XFL should definitely pick that up. I'm, I dig it. The Kraken is a pretty good the one. Geni- d- the genius idea, man, really it is. is. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you talking the uh, XFL Seattle with us, and uh, man, that was uh, that was tremendous. We look forward to talking to you down the road, probably once we uh, kick off in 2020.
3: Anytime, boys. Give me a call. See ya.
0: No punches pulled whatsoever, and you know Jim Zorn. He's he's going to be in a town I think that's going to give him support, even if it's only his family. <laughs> like he said at his press conference, I don't think he has to worry about that. Uh, sports fans are nuts in Seattle, and I think they're gonna they do have p- potential, like he said. Uh, Bright, D- Dave, Softy, Muller, there—they have potential to be the best atmosphere in the league. I would probably put my money on that town as having the most rocking, I guess, I guess, San Antonio Commander-style atmosphere, if you will.
2: Yeah, that that stadium is built. Well, it's acoustics. It's built to 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 make it seem louder, and I think they take full advantage of that. Uh, Oliver Luck and the XFL were smart to get a, a, a team in that city, and and although Jim Zorn might have, you know might you know not be the the most flavorful or colorful man in terms of coaching he's definitely something that that city loves enjoys and recognizes and that's really important for the XFL success in Seattle
0: all right jake you let it out of the bag that stoops is your favorite coach ever in the XFL <laughs> what about seattle <laughs> <laughs> what about seattle as the uh, best uh, atmosphere in the league uh, in terms of your expectations
1: Yeah, it's it's possible. You you talk about that built-in home field advantage, the acoustics of the uh, of of the stadium. There, people just have to get behind it. You got to start. You know, it's it's never too early to start blitzing. And I. I mean, I hope they're not called the Seattle Sasquatches, but maybe, you know, maybe that's something that the, the team can uh, rally
0: behind. Well, they, <laughs> if they go with if they go with Kraken, like Dave Softy Mahler suggested, I think I, either that or Sasquatches, and they'll be just fine. Uh, that, that any, was a lot any of, mythical any mythical creature is okay yes, with the right? exa- Yes, Of course, of course, always. I mean, if we. If we get a Bigfoot or or, uh, or a or god or a Godzilla or the King Kongs, ooh, the New York King Kongs would be pretty rad. Probably got to call the Universal Studios to be able to get the rights. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking a more local uh people who cover these uh, are going to be covering these teams we're talking about these teams now uh radio people writers for you great interviews they'll be up on our patreon always uh, we'll include most of them here on the podcast but dave softy Mahler, hilarious stuff there uh, we appreciate him giving us the time all right guys anything left uh in you before we get out of this week's show
2: um, you know, I'll just plug the Patreon one more time. There's some great free content up there. If you just check that out, patreon.com Lots of free content. So much forward free content. slash. Let uh, me try that again. Patreon.com forward slash. This is the XFL show. Uh, Alan, you're really excited about it. So if you I love it. Just listen to his voice. You trust I love the him, you'll be able to go check out a lot of it over there
0: free content free on the patreon there of course you got in order to get the bonus shows and stuff you give a little bit uh, but there is free stuff there you're gonna have a big jake blog coming up i'm writing for it vince is putting up big boards we're giving you stuff to think about and stuff to visualize stuff to read and react to so we appreciate you at xfl show to react on any social media uh, whether it be twitter instagram facebook of course you could call in anytime 724-565-4xfl and leave us a voicemail to be heard on the program shout out this week to scott and russ and will and joss from the patreon for giving. we appreciate you gentle gentle patrons jake you good i'm good he's good that means we're good to go, and we'll be back next week. Episode 60 next week, man, flying by. Pretty soon, we say it, we're going to be talking actual football games. I could smell it. I could smell the turf. I could smell Mark Tressman roaming the turf with a bunch of guys he's ready to send to the NFL. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's get out of here. For Bryant and Jake, I'm Alan. Thanks for listening. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.
2: What's going on, football fans? This is Bryant, and we just want to let you know, with the XFL returning in 2020, This is the XFL Show is here to guide you every step of the way. Sign up right now to receive the latest news, exclusive content, discounts on merchandise, and all the football coverage you can handle on This is the XFL Show's newsletter. Yes, go to our website, thisisthexflshow.com, check it out, sign up, and you can even win a free t-shirt.
3: Check it out right now. Don't miss a thing from This is the XFL Show.